Hi, I'm Talia Baroncelli, and you're watching the Analysis.news. I'll shortly be joined by international lawyer Francis Boyle to speak about South Africa's recent filing before the International Court of Justice charging Israel with committing genocide in the Gaza Strip. If you'd like to support the work that we do, you can do so by going to our website, theanalysis.news, hitting the donate button at the top right corner of the screen. And if you want to stay up to date with all of our content and shows, you can get onto our mailing list and also like and subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as on Spotify and Apple if you listen to your podcast there. See you in a bit with Francis Boyle. Joining me now is Professor Francis Boyle. He's a renowned international lawyer and professor of international law at the University of Illinois College of Law. He has years of experience working on cases of genocide and crimes against humanity and successfully applied the Genocide Convention against the former Yugoslavia for its genocide of Bosnians in Priador and Srebrenica. So thank you so much for making time and joining me today, Professor Boyle. Well, thank you very much for having me on and my best to your audience. And yes, just for the purpose of this discussion, I want to make it clear that on uh, 8 April 1993, I won a massive, overwhelming order for the Republic of Bosnia-Herzegovina against Yugoslavia to cease and desist from committing all acts of genocide against the Bosnia. This was the first uh, uh, judgment ever won uh, from the World Court on the basis of the Genocide Convention. And then on uh, 13 September 1993, I won a second massive overwhelming uh, order uh, for Republic of Bosnia-Herzegovina uh, against Yugoslavia to cease and desist from committing all acts of genocide uh, against the Bosnians. And then previously on August 8th, I had won what is known as a uh, secondary, second-level world court order uh, from the president of the court exercising the powers of the court to the same effect. So this is the first time ever uh, that one uh, lawyer or government uh, uh, had won two orders in one case since the uh, uh, World Court was founded in 1921. And then you add in the uh, secondary order as well. So I have three orders there on genocide. Well, that's very impressive. And I'll ask you a bit more about that later, especially with regards to Slobodan Milosevic, because I, I believe you were also involved in um, cases against him. I don't know if that was the same case or... Well, that is correct. What And I guess that is important here, too, because um, uh, I was the lawyer for the Muslims of Srebrenica and Padrina, the women who survived the uh, massacre at uh, Srebrenica, and I convinced the prosecutor for the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia uh, to indict Yugoslav president for almost every crime in the ICTY statute, including two counts of genocide, one for genocide uh, against Bosnia in general, and the second for genocide against Srebrenica in particular. He uh, was put on trial in The Hague at the close of the prosecution's case, 
uh, he filed a motion to dismiss all charges. The tribunal rejected, denied that uh, motion on the grounds that the uh, prosecutor had produced enough evidence to convict him beyond a reasonable doubt on all charges, including the two counts of uh, genocide, and therefore uh, he should proceed with his uh, defense, whereupon he died. So uh, there was no uh, final judgment against him. Well, we will discuss the Bosnian case of genocide, but why don't we turn to South Africa's recent filing before the International Court of Justice? So South Africa filed an interim measure or a cease and desist order charging Israel with violating its obligations under the 1948 Genocide Convention, to which it is um, a signatory. And the 84-page document, which was submitted by South Africa, a very impressive document, states, and I'll just read a quick section of it, I quote, The acts and omissions by Israel complained of by South Africa are genocidal in character because they are intended to bring about the destruction of a substantial part of the Palestinian national, racial, and ethnical group, that being a part of the Palestinian group in the Gaza Strip. The acts in question include killing Palestinians in Gaza, causing them serious bodily harm and mental harm, inflicting on them conditions of life calculated to bring about their physical destruction. End quote. So in response to this, Israel has called the charges blood libel. They've said that the charges are baseless. And of course, the U.S. has responded similarly. Admiral John Kirby from the National Security Council has said that the case is completely meritless and counterproductive, as if he's judge, jury, and executioner all in one person. But of course, he's not. He's not a court. So how do you assess these, this particular case on its merit? Do you think that the merits of the case will lead it to be successful? Yes, their uh, application requests for provisional measures of protection were about the same length as uh, mine were, 90 pages or something like that. And based on my knowledge, judgment, uh, and experience in winning these three orders, uh, I predict South Africa will win uh, a temporary restraining order, a uh, preliminary injunction against Israel to cease and desist from committing all acts of genocide against the Palestinians. Yes, uh, that's, I've been through this before. And in fact, the uh, South African government uh, uh, papers are a lot better than mine. You see, in in my case, uh, I was handling this matter pro bono publico, eating my own expenses, and I was the only lawyer on the case. You have to understand that. So I put together all those documents by myself and within a week. Whereas here, uh, in the case of South Africa, you have an entire team of first-rate international lawyers who have put these documents together. Um, so if I could win with my documents, they could certainly win, and they will win with their documents that were a lot better than mine. Right. Well, what would you say are the main elements of committing genocide. I mean, we saw the genocide, for example, in Rwanda, and unfortunately, before the international community acted, the genocide had already taken place. But this is quite the opposite. The, it seems if genocide is taking place, it seems like it is currently taking place and that it's ongoing. So maybe you can explain what the elements of that are. 
Yes, in the case of the Bosnians, the genocide was ongoing, too. You can watch it on uh, CNN Live uh, every day. Uh, here, there would be two main elements of the application of the request. The first is the specific intent to commit genocide. If you read the uh, application and request, you will see that the uh, uh, South African legal team has uh, compiled all the genocidal statements made by uh, Israeli uh, government officials uh, and, and pleading it uh, against them. I did the exact same thing for Bosnia. I took all the uh, genocidal uh, statements uh, made by uh, Yugoslav officials, including Milosevic, and uh, filed them and pleaded them uh, with the world court. These are basically admissions against interest. They bind the government. So I think the case is there um, and, and established. Indeed, I, I believe since December 29, uh, you now have an Israeli official saying that uh, Gaza should be reduced to Auschwitz. Well, we all know what happened at Auschwitz. Two million human beings were exterminated, many of them uh, uh, Jews. So we see a Nazi mentality here uh, at work uh, on on the part of Israeli officials. I argue the same thing uh, with respect to the uh, uh, Yugoslav officials, a Nazi uh, a mentality. We have to understand that the Genocide Convention originated out of the uh, Nazi Holocaust against the Jews. Second, uh, acts of genocide. And here, uh, if you read the uh, application, uh, you will see uh, they have four different counts uh, against Israel uh, under Article 2 of the Genocide Convention. A, killing members of the group. Well, right now, if, if you count all the dead Palestinians uh, under the rubble, we're approaching uh, probably 30,000. But even if you take the uh, Gaza Health Ministry, uh, 22,000. Well, the World Court ruled in the uh, uh, final judgment in the Bosnia case that even 7,000 dead uh, Bosnian Muslim uh, boys and men at Srebrenica uh, uh, were enough to constitute genocide. And remember, I got Milosevic indicted for that. Um, so uh, here we're dealing with uh, three to four multiples of the dead at Srebrenica that have already been determined to be genocide. Um, second, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. As for uh, Bodily harm, the last figure I saw, maybe 40,000 wounded, uh, physically wounded Palestinians. Mental harm, well, just turn on uh, any of the uh, even Zionist-dominated news media, and you can see the pain and the suffering uh, of, the, uh, of the Palestinians there. And I should point out, all the American news media are Zionist-dominated and controlled. You know, the uh, anchors, the owners, the funders, uh, uh, the pundits, the commentators, etc. And the, B the same is true for the BBC. But even that, uh, the uh, uh, pain and anguish of the Palestinians comes through. Uh, third C, third count C, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life 
calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. Well, we have the uh, Israeli minister, which, by the way, South Africa has put in there, saying that uh, there will be no food, no water, no fuel, no medical supplies, no nothing in Gaza. Uh, and now we have this recent statement that uh, Gaza should be reduced to uh, Auschwitz. So uh, I they have a health compelling case there. The uh, fourth count, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. Uh, yes, uh, here we have tens of thousands of uh, pregnant uh, uh, Palestinian women uh, giving birth to uh, children. There are no hospitals uh, around for this to assist them and, and care for them and their their babies. Um, ambulances to get them to hospitals have been uh, destroyed. Um, and we have a, uh, a minimum of 4,000 dead Palestinian uh, children, um, perhaps up to 5,000. I don't have the exact figure now. I argue the uh, same thing for the uh, Bosnians, that the uh, mass rape of the Bosnian women, they were all my clients, 40,000 raped women, uh, where uh, measures intended to uh, prevent births within the group in the sense that a uh, Bosnian Serb uh, male who wrote, raped a, uh, a, a Bosnian Muslim woman, woman would... Uh, 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 under uh, South Slavic uh, custom and law, uh, that uh, baby is considered to be Serb and not Muslim. So I've argued that or won that uh, too uh, at, at the World Court. So, uh, you know, if you add up the facts and the intent, the specific intent, that explains my conclusion that South Africa will win this order. And the uh, uh, hearing is next uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, I suspect the order will come down within about a week to 10 days. In the uh, Bosnia case, I argue the case April 1 and 2, I won my order equally. So I I believe they will be expeditious in, in production of this order. Well, usually it's really difficult to prove a genocide case because you have to prove that there's actually genocidal intent, so intent to commit acts of genocide. Um, but the South African filing has six pages worth of Israeli officials openly calling for the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians from the Gaza Strip, for the destruction of their livelihoods, destruction of civilian infrastructure, saying that they'll turn Gaza into a, a parking lot. Um, the one statement you were referring to saying that they wanted to turn Gaza into Auschwitz was, I believe, made by a local mayor in the north of Israel, but of course, Ben Gavir, the minister of national security, as well as Bezalel Smodrich, the finance minister, have made all sorts of comments openly, not just in Israeli media and Hebrew, but also in English speaking media and then making posts online on Twitter. Ben Gavir recently said that he wanted to ensure that Palestinians would emigrate from the Gaza Strip and Matt Miller from the State Department said that these statements were completely uncalled for. Uh, there was an exchange there online and Matt Miller said, well, what he's saying 
what Ben Gavir is saying is actually in contradiction of Israeli government policy, which doesn't really make any sense given that Ben Gavir is a member of the Israeli government, the ruling government right now. So that doesn't really um, fly or, or make any sense. But given that if this particular case is successful and that the ICJ is able to perhaps lead to or call upon a ceasefire, how would this particular case implicate the United States, given that they've been providing weapons and aid to Israel? Yes. If you look at the Genocide Convention, <clears throat> Article 3E criminalizes complicity in genocide. Uh, and the United States government is a party to the Genocide Convention. It is clear the United States has violated Article 3E, complicit in genocide, aiding and abetting uh, Israel's genocide against the Palestinians. As you know, we've provided them with all the weapons, equipment, supplies, funding, political support at the uh, Security Council, thre vetoes, threatening vetoes, etc. Second, we have uh, here in the United States what is known as the United States uh, Genocide Implementation Act that also uh, makes this uh, criminal. And this is led by uh, friends at the Center for Constitutional Rights and the National Lawyers Guild to file a lawsuit in federal court out in the Bay Area against Biden, Blinken, uh, and Austin for aiding and abetting Israeli genocide against the uh, Palestinians in violation of both the Genocide Convention and the Genocide Convention Implementation Act. So that uh, case is now uh, proceeding in court. I'm not involved in it, but of course I follow it. Uh, and this uh, World Court Order uh, finding uh, cease and desist against uh, uh, Israel will help in those proceedings, yes. Well, are you worried at all that the president of the International Court of Justice, Joan Donahue, is a, a previous or a former U.S. State Department official and that she might in some way shape the proceedings in Israel's favor? Yes, of course. She's a, a career-long uh, State Department uh, operatic and legal hatchet person. Uh, I won't go through the uh, history here, but that's how and why she was put on the court in the first place to, to do dirty work for the United States government. I am sure that since this uh, lawsuit has filed, uh, that uh, uh, she's been in communication with the United States government uh, about the backroom maneuvers and everything else going on there uh, at the World Court, uh, and uh, is using her powers as president of the court to at least shape the uh, proceedings. The president does have uh, a nor have I dealt, you know, the president I dealt with, uh, Jennings from Britain, did what he could to sabotage my lawsuit. He was working in cahoots with the British government. He used to be a British government lawyer. Um, so, uh, yes, I, 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 she won't be able to stop it or sabotage it, I think, <clears throat> but she's certainly going to try to shape it in favor of Israel, um, working in cahoots with the United States government, yes. And I suspect her uh her opinion when it comes out will basically track whatever the uh, Israelis are saying, um, whatever the State Department position is. Um, this happened in the uh, Nicaragua case 
where the American Judge Schwabel was just like uh, Donahue, a state de- a career long State Department uh, operatic and uh, uh, legal uh, hatchet person put on there for that reason, and all of his opinions of the Nicaragua case, you know, were are basically written by the State Department. The difference at that time, Schwabel was not the president of the court. So yes, this is a, a problem. Uh, the Republic of South Africa just nominated a judge ad hoc, a very distinguished jurist, uh, and he can participate in the activities here uh, as uh, a full-fledged judge. So uh, I certainly hope that he will do the best he can uh, against um, against Donahue, yes. Well, both Israel and the United States are signatories to the 19... 19- 48 Genocide Convention, there are 153 signatories. So what would you say are the actual real concrete ramifications of South Africa's case being successful? I mean, would this lead potentially to a ceasefire or what would the the legal ramifications or repercussions of that be? South Africa has asked for a ceasefire. I think they'll get it. Um, But to give you uh, an idea, uh, after I won my uh, massive, overwhelming order for the Bosnians on April 1993, I walked out of the grand courtroom for the court at the Peace Palace in The Hague. There's a foyer out there, and the whole world news media was there. And uh, holding my order uh, uh, in front of the news media at all times, right in front of them, I said, look here, the world court has just determined that genocide is going on. Uh, they've issued a cease and desist order uh, against Yugoslavia. They obviously are not going to uh, cease and desist. Uh, under Article 1 of the Genocide Convention, every party to the uh, Genocide Convention has an obligation to prevent and stop the genocide, the Yugo genocide uh, against the uh, Bosnians. And therefore, I am calling for direct military intervention by all uh, parties to the a genocide convention to save the uh, Bosnians from uh, the Yugo genocide. A few hours later, it was announced in uh, Washington, D.C. and NATO headquarters in Brussels that the United States and NATO were instituting an air interdiction zone again over Bosnia, that they would shoot down any uh, Yugo jets, uh, 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 airplanes, helicopters, whatever. So the Yugos could not no longer exterminate the Bosnians from the sky. So there could be quite severe uh, consequences for Israel. Uh, second, South Africa then, when it wins the order, will take it to the Security Council for Enforcement. That is the way the uh, United Nations Charter sets it up. Uh, the, the the court, it's like any other court. You know, you go into court, you win you win a judgment, the, the judges don't enforce the judgment, you take it to the sheriff. And under the UN Charter, the sheriff is the Security Council. Uh, right now, it, it seems to me that uh, the United States government would veto uh, any enforcement measure by the Security Council uh, against, uh, 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 against uh, Israel. Uh, this exact same thing happened in the Nicaragua case. Nicaragua uh, took its uh, order against the United States and the Security Council. Um, the U.S. vetoed uh, any action on the basis. 
But this time it is different in that uh, South Africa then can take this order in the event of the veto to the UN General Assembly for enforcement there. And the consequences for Israel could be quite severe. Let me run through them. First, the UN General Assembly could suspend Israel from participation in its activities. The, the General Assembly did the exact same thing to the criminal apartheid regime in South Africa and the genocidal Yugoslavia, my former adversary. Uh, second, the UN General Assembly can admit uh, Palestine as a full-fledged UN member state. <clears throat> right now, Palestine is recognized de jure by 139 states as a state and has a uh, 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 observer state status in the United Nations along the lines that uh, Switzerland had before it became a full-fledged UN member state. If Palestine uh, were to become a, a full-fledged UN member state, historically, no UN member state has ever been destroyed uh, to have collapsed Yugoslavia uh, and the Soviet Union, but they've never been destroyed. And so uh, it's clear Israel and the Zionists want to destroy Palestine and inflict a second Nakba on the Palestinians. If they get uh, UN membership, uh, the UN would be obliged to, to keep them alive. Uh, so uh, in the uh, Bosnia uh, case, uh, they tried, the uh, UN and the European Union tried to steal Bosnia's membership in the UN to destroy them. I stopped that myself. It never happened. Bosnia is still there today, despite you know two hundred thousand dead Bosnians, uh, uh, three quarters of the country overrun by a gang of uh, genocidal maniacs, and forty thousand raped Bosnian women. Bosnia is still there. Uh, it's still a UN member state. Um, uh, third, the uh, UN General Assembly can. Uh, create an international criminal tribunal for Israel along the lines of the uh, International Criminal Tribunal for Yugoslavia under its powers at, uh, of Article 22 of the UN Charter as a uh, subsidiary organ. I started uh, an initiative to that effect in the UN General Assembly. Uh, it was uh, supported and sponsored by Malaysia and Iran and large numbers of uh, Arab and Muslim states. It was sabotaged by the usual uh, suspects at that time. I would hope if uh, South Africa wins this order, uh, they will revisit my initiative for an international criminal tribunal for Israel. If that is set up, uh, they can start prosecuting the highest level officials of the Israeli government and military uh, for war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide. Finally, uh, the uh, economic sanctions can be recommended by the General Assembly to the member states under the United for Peace resolution. Uh, uh, if you're following it today, as you know, North Korea suffers from terrible uh, economic sanctions. I, I don't support that. Uh, but uh, those sanctions are still in effect today, uh, uh, 2024 go back to a Uniting for Peace resolution adopted by the UN General Assembly imposing those sanctions. 
So sanctions can be, you know, quite effective. Uh, what South Africa does with this order is for the Republic of South Africa. I I do not uh, advise that government. I I did work for pro bono work for the ANC during the struggle uh, against the criminal apartheid regime. But I my contacts there and in, in the uh, the government are, are gone. Uh, that was a while ago. Um, and, but I have advised the uh, Palestinians of all these uh, measures that could be taken on their behalf uh, by South Africa. So they're fully aware of these uh, consequences for Israel. You know, what they work out, South Africa and Palestine and uh, a two-thirds vote in the General Assembly, I really don't know. Understand they're dealing with the 800-pound uh, gorilla of, of the world. That's the uh, United States. Uh, and then uh, Israel, they're up against Israel, very powerful, and all the Zionist forces in the world. So it, it, it's different from the situation that confronted me with the Bosnians. Uh, I had the entire world behind me when I was uh, representing the Bosnians, except Yugoslavia and Russia, who supported them. Everyone else supported me. But here the politics are quite different. You know, the South Africa and the Palestinians are up against the United States, uh, Israel, Britain, several European states, and Zionist forces, media, everything else all over the world. So it's going to be a much more difficult battle than what confronted me. I do have a follow-up question, though, going back to the 90s and the NATO bombing, um, which, as you say, prevented... Well, it didn't prevent the genocide from taking place in Srebrenica, but perhaps it put an end to it. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Srebrenica led to the uh, NATO bombing in Bosnia. Yes, the uh, the uh, U.S., the Clinton administration, uh, the British were so appalled by the uh, Srebrenica massacre that it led to the bombing, right? Right, and there are many reports that that the UN wasn't really heeding the warning signs and, and the calls for help from people in, in Srebrenica or, or, or surrounding that. Well, the UN knew exactly what was going on. Uh, that is why I tried to uh, get the highest level officials, the United Nations, Boutrous Kali uh, and Kofi Annan indicted by the ICTY. Uh, but I wasn't able to do that. I could get uh, Slobodan Milosevic indicted uh, but uh, not the UN officials. No, the UN, the UN knew full well what was going on. But you did say that the NATO bombing was a sort of, I guess, political outcome in a way of the determination that genocide was taking place. But it, it wasn't necessarily inevitable. I mean, I guess, was there anything that really, by, I guess, the international legal system and the UN system of, of bodies of, of law, was there anything there that could have been enforced to deal with the uh, the forces of, of Radovan Karadzic and, and the other Republic of Serbs. Well, that's what happened. They were bombed uh, uh, under uh, Article 1 of the Genocide Convention, the obligation to prevent genocide. The United States and all the NATO states were parties. And in addition, um, the uh, uh, Bosnian president, acting pursuant to my advice, sent a... Uh, uh, formal request to President Clinton 
for military intervention. I drafted the letter uh, under uh, Article 51 of the UN Charter, Collective Self-Defense, and the Genocide Convention, and the World Court Order that I won, and I faxed it into the White House and into the uh, uh, Situation Room at the State Department. So there was a formal request under international law, under Article 51 of the Charter, under the Genocide Convention, and under my or my order that I want uh, for uh, such uh, military intervention, yes. Okay. And just one final question, if you have time. The International Criminal Court is a separate court. It's separate from the International Court of Justice, as the International Court of Justice is the UN court, whereas the International Criminal Court is a separate court, which was established in, I believe it was 2001. Um and there have been cases brought to the ICC, and there's a the case pending right now to look at crimes committed by Hamas as well as crimes committed by Israel in Gaza. But it seems like the prosecutor is dragging his feet. Um, why is that? Is that because Israel and the U.S. are not signatories to the Rome Statute, which governs the International Criminal Court? You are perfectly correct. Back in 2009 right after the uh, end of uh, Israel's so-called operation cast lead against Gaza, I advised the Palestinian president, Mahmoud Abbas, to accept the jurisdiction of the International Criminal Court, which he did do for Palestine. And since 2009, the International Criminal Court has not lifted one finger to help the Palestinians. Not one finger since 2009. That's been 15 years. <clears throat> and so all the death and destruction and the blood of the Palestinians since 2009 are on the hands of the International Criminal Court. If they had started uh, indicting Israeli leaders in 2009, uh, maybe all this could have been prevented. Uh, that was my intention in uh, advising President Abbas uh, to accept their their jurisdiction. So the ICC is a rotten, corrupt, uh, uh, despicable uh, organization. And again, they haven't lifted one finger to help the Palestinians and uh, the uh, uh, 30,000 dead Palestinians, 40,000 wounded, uh, uh, four to 5,000 dead children. It's all on their heads, right? Every one of them. Well, Professor Francis Boyle, it was great speaking to you. Let's hope that South Africa will be successful. We'll find out um, soon, I guess. I mean, the proceedings will be on January 11th and 12th. And then I think you said that within a week there will be a determination. Um, so let's hope that they're successful and, and that something comes out of this. I mean, so many countries have... Um, called for a ceasefire. I mean, numerous countries in the General Assembly, for example, 153 signed on to the resolution to call for a ceasefire. And unfortunately, that hasn't brought anything because of the U.S. and Israel's position. So let's hope that this case before the ICJ will have a positive effect. It will trigger the Genocide Convention and the obligation to prevent genocide. Right. And that, as I, that was my intention in filing that uh, lawsuit for the Bosnians, and it made all the difference.
Thank you so much, Professor Boyle, and thank you for watching TheAnalysis.News. If you'd like to contribute to our show, you can do so by going to our website, TheAnalysis.News, and hitting the donate button at the top right corner of the screen.